the Twins are signing infielder Donovan Solano to a major league deal. What does this mean for the roster, for the infield? It's curious. A lot of questions coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been hosting this show for three seasons, four off-seasons. been running at TwinsDaily.com for four seasons, four off-seasons. And we're always surprised by the Derek Falvey front office again tonight. Out of nowhere, the Twins, Ken Rosenthal reporting are signing Donovan Solano, infielder, to a major league deal. If this news came through as a minor league deal, I don't even think I'd mention it on the show. I'd say, hey, that's infield depth for the Twins in the minors. But it's a major league deal, which is interesting. And Donovan Solano, although last year was a step back from kind of a breakout late career resurgence, He's a borderline starting level player and a good bench player, I think, overall. Somebody I looked past on the free agent market, he's 35. So that's he may not be a good bench player anymore, but he has been the last couple of years. In the last four years combined, over a thousand plate appearances. Donovan Solano's hit 301 with a 350 on base percentage, 421 slugging percentage, OPS plus at 109. 316 games for the Giants and the Reds, former Red on the Twins roster. They certainly have their fair share of former Reds on the roster. He's he's good numbers. I mean, he has good numbers at the plate since 2019. 301 batting average. 301 in over 300 games. He is 35, I mentioned, and last year he was below average. He started to kind of descend, I think, Still right at about league average, 98 OPS plus in 2022. I remember hearing about him when he played for the Giants in like the COVID season. He won a silver slugger in the COVID season, hit 326 in 2020 with an OPS plus at 127, built off of 2019 where he hit 330 with a 116 OPS plus. Really nice. I mean, really good numbers and kind of flew under the radar. My first thought, though, when I saw this come across the wire on my Twitter feed was, I'm concerned. Who's hurt? That was my first thought. Because Donovan Solano is redundant with Cal Farmer in a lot of ways. He doesn't play short anymore. He did play a little bit. Like he'll, He can, in emergency, he can be like your fourth shortstop on a roster. He's 35. He never really was a shortstop. He's first, second, third. I want, I wondered what happened. Did somebody get hurt? We might still hear that somebody's dinged up or that the twins, somebody's set back. You know, I don't know who it would be in the infield, but that was my first thought because Solano doesn't really fit from a roster perspective. We're going to get to that a little bit later on today. What does it mean for the opening day roster? But that was my initial thought when I saw this come across. So who is he? Low strikeout, you know, 19, 20% strikeout rate low walk rate. He's high contact. He's not going to swing and miss a ton. Puts the ball in play. Is hit for a high average. Hits left-handed pitching really well. 112 weighted runs created plus against lefties in 2022. You look at the last four years combined. 
really nice numbers against lefties, not so much against righties, but the roster fit is is odd for Donovan Solano considering where the Twins are at right now on their bench with Kyle Farmer, Nick Gordon, Michael A. Taylor. It's a little weird to add Solano, but then I thought Dan Hayes reported the Twins also made a run at Luke Voigt, who recently signed a minor league deal with Milwaukee. I thought to myself, what's the difference here? You know, Solano can play first base. Solano has more versatility than a Luke Voigt. He has more versatility than Yuli Gurriel, who I thought, you know, on a low-level major league deal or a minor league deal made some sense for the Twins as a veteran leader sort of addition. Donovan Solano, I guess he's in the same boat as Voigt and Gurriel. He just can play second and third. He's not like your typical first baseman like Luke Voigt is or Yuli Gurriel has been in Houston. He can bounce around. He can play three different spots on the infield. The Twins like that versatility, definitely. This is not the type of guy I had in mind for another right-handed bat in the infield. They've surprised us throughout the offseason. They've surprised us throughout their tenure in seven years at the helm, uh, seven seasons. I believe this will be season seven for this front office. He's not the guy I had in mind. I thought more of like a, a Luke Voigt type or a Yuli Gurriel type or a Miguel Sano type of player at first base, a strict first base DH. Donovan Solano is not that. He's not like your power Luke Voigt, Miguel Sano addition. He hit four home runs last year, and he's never hit more than seven in his career. He hit seven in 2021. That was a career high. He's not going to bash the ball out of the ballpark 25, 30 times in a season. He's not going to strike out a lot either. Puts the ball in play. He's an interesting player, and I think in a lot of ways is like Cal Farmer, just in the ability to hit left-handed pitching. I will say Cal Farmer has crushed left-handed pitching. Solano's hit lefties pretty well. He hasn't crushed left-handed pitching. He's hit lefties pretty well. Redundant, though, in some ways. I wonder, too, if Solano is going to platoon with Alex Kirloff at first base, platoon with Jorge Polanco at second base. Kyle Farmer will platoon with those two as well. He'll platoon with Nick Gordon. He'll platoon He'll play third base. He'll push Miranda over to first, and there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, as there always is. And I do wonder about that. But could there be a trade coming for the Twins? And we're going to look at the roster, my roster projection, because I think it shows that potentially there is an opening or an influx of bodies here where a trade could be possible for the Twins. Let's get to that after this word from Built Bar. Built Bars are, are the best tasting protein bar ever. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. What makes these so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to just order them online. You can go to your local Sam's Club or Walmart, pick yourself up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs from Walmart. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bars are the best-tasting protein bar in the world. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects is fantastic. Hosted by Lindsey Crosby, he's a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Let's look at my roster projection 7.0. 
you've been watching the show, you know we've pulled this up throughout the offseason when the Twins brought back Correa, when they traded Gio Urshela. We've been on it when they traded for Kyle Farmer, Michael A. Taylor. This roster has been in flux throughout the offseason. It will continue to be in flux. I don't think this is going to be the group on opening day for injury, trade. Otherwise, I don't think this is going to be the exact group. But here's what it is. If you're listening and not watching on YouTube, across the outfield, Joey Gallo, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler on the infield, Jose Miranda at third, Carlos Correa at short, Jorge Polanco at second, Alex Kirilov at first, Christian Vasquez, Ryan Jeffers behind the plate, and then on the bench, and this is where the Solano edition comes into play, Nick Gordon, Cal Farmer, Michael A. Taylor, Donovan Solano. That's your position player group right now, I think projects for opening day. The biggest takeaway from this, from this position group, and the biggest change I made was Trevor Larnick is not on the opening day roster in this projection. Could Larnick make the opening day roster? Do I think he will? Ultimately, I think Trevor Larnick will be on the opening day roster for one reason or another. But right now, it doesn't make sense. And here's why. You already have Gallo and Kepler in the corners as left-handed bats. You have Kirloff, who can play the outfield. He's playing first base. You have Nick Gordon on the bench, who I think the Twins view as an outfielder more than anything, a left fielder. They really don't need another left-handed bat on the bench. They have enough left-handed bats. They have a right-handed platoon bat in Kyle Farmer. They have a right-handed fourth outfielder in Michael A. Taylor. And now Donovan Solano fills in that versatile infield role on the bench. Solano, I mentioned, is definitely redundant with Kyle Farmer. But you don't need another left-handed bat on this bench, I don't think, right now. Solano makes more sense from a roster utility standpoint than Trevor Larnick does because the Twins haven't really traded away from that left-handed glut in the outfield. Kepler still there. You know, if, if they trade Kepler, that's going to change things. Then Larnick all of a sudden probably is your opening day left fielder. Nick Gordon's your opening day left fielder, and that pushes Larnick up to the bench. But as it currently stands, I have Trevor Larnick in my projection starting at AAA in St. Paul. That's the, that's the takeaway here. That's my takeaway is Trevor Larnick pushed off the roster, the opening day 26-man roster because of Donovan Solano. And that's – it's surprising, I think, in that way. Like, I think there's still belief in Trevor Larnick, and there should be. I mean, he's not that far removed from being a top 100 prospect or just outside the top 100 globally as a prospect. There's still belief in him. The Twins are going really far with this depth thing. They've made it a point all offseason to add as much depth as possible. And I think adding Donovan Solano furthers that. It's even more depth. It's even more infield depth for them on their bench and now pushes everybody back. You know, Larnick's in AAA, and you have so many bodies and so many guys here. Could there be a trade coming for the Twins? I wondered at the beginning of the offseason, this was before the Twins traded Luis Arise. I speculated. I don't know anything, but I speculated. Could the Twins trade Jorge Polanco, start Luis Sarais at second base, and then Alex Kirilov takes over at first, which he ended up doing because they traded Arise? Could that be the look? I think the Twins decided without the shift, even with the shift, Luis Sarais stretched at second base, but with the shift restrictions, even more so, I think they felt they didn't want Luis Sarais playing second base every day. I get that. I wondered if Jorge Polanco would be moved at the beginning of the offseason. If they traded Jorge Polanco in a you know in a deal for a frontline starter, I just don't know who that would be at this point. I don't know who they would trade him for. Then you would have 
at second base, you know, Donovan Solano is your second baseman. Kyle Farmer is going to play some second base. Nick Gordon can play some second base, and you're kind of shuffling through at second. That's an avenue I could see as well. The Max Kepler factor is still in play. Could the Twins trade Kepler out of right field in that situation I just described plays out where Gallo shifts over, plays right, Nick Gordon starts in left against right-handed pitching, and that opens the door for Larnick back on the 26-man roster on the bench. That's another possibility here. If they view Kyle Farmer as an adequate left fielder, you know, outfielder, that makes sense to still trade Kepler, open that up. Farmer then platoons in left field with Nick Gordon. That's a very natural left field platoon. Gordon starts against righties. Farmer starts against lefties. Makes makes sense. And then Solano's playing second. I'm not saying I think that's going to happen. That's an avenue as well. Polanco, Kepler, the guys we've discussed all offseason as potential trade candidates. Polanco a little bit less just because I do think he's so important to this team. But, you know, you never know with this group. You never know with this front office. So what could be coming next for the Twins? More roster implications after signing Donovan Solano. We do not have terms yet, but it's coming after this word from FanDuel. FanDuel.com is the official and official sportsbook partner of the NBA the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Could the Twins swing a trade before opening day? Absolutely. The Twins could swing a trade before opening day. It could be Polanco. It could be Kepler. It could be Larnick. It could be anybody. I... I'm very in touch and I've been throughout because I host a daily show and I love it. I love doing the off season stuff. I feel like I'm in touch with the market. And one of my key points this off season was there's one starting pitcher I think will be traded who is the most available. And his name is Pablo Lopez. And what do you know? Traded to the twins beyond Pablo Lopez. There's nobody who's a one or two, you know, number one starter, number two starter, borderline number two starter, I would put Lopez into that category, who I think it will be traded this offseason. I hoped and did speculate early that Milwaukee could potentially trade Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff. They came out and said early that those guys are off, off limits. That changed things, of course. I mean, those are two of the best starters in baseball, and they're both on one team. If the Brewers were to trade both of them, that would shake up the entire market. Pablo Lopez is the best starter who's been traded this offseason. Could the Twins package up Trevor Larnick, multiple other prospects for somebody like Brian Reynolds or an offensive addition? I think that's possible. I think anything's possible with this front office. I think all of those things are possible. I don't think the Donovan Solano deal suggests that that is what they are trying to do. I mean, maybe it is, but it does open up that that possibility. I think it absolutely does where this roster is not complete. You know, the twins are in a position where they can get creative. That's been the case all off season. That's why this off season was so interesting. Twins had so many different 
ways they could go. And they've chosen some interesting paths. You know, I didn't see the farmer thing coming. I didn't see the Solano thing coming there. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and say Donovan Solano is that's a huge deal. Like it's not, it's, it's probably a one or $2 million deal. We don't have the terms yet. Ken Rosenthal broke the news, but I haven't seen the terms. It's probably a one or $2 million deal. You know, Kyle farmer is a backup shortstop. It's, these aren't big deals, but the twins have, they've, gone in directions this offseason that have been interesting trading a rise bringing back Correa Farmer Solano Pablo Lopez like that's they had these avenues trading Gio Urshela they had these avenues they took some of them they didn't take others you know Jorge Polanco was an avenue to this point they haven't taken the Max Kepler trade avenue either they've had a lot of different ways they could go and they still have a lot of different ways they can go I think with this current group because they are so deep in left-handed outfielders, they still have ways, avenues, different decisions to make here. Donovan Solano shouldn't change that much for their opening day roster. He shouldn't. Like, because you have Donovan Solano, oh, we have to trade Trevor Larnick. No. But I think when you bring in Solano, yeah, it's it's an interesting move. It's an interesting move. It's a move where you look and you say, this doesn't make a ton of sense to, to push Trevor Larnick down to AAA, to add another, you know, right-handed utility infielder when you already have Kyle Farmer. You know, Austin Martin is hopefully on his way to the majors as a very similar type of player. I think he's going to play in the outfield, Martin and the infield, but a similar type of player. You know, Brooks Lee's coming too. Ed Julian's coming as another left-handed bat. They have bats coming. So it's a, it's a curious move. I wonder if I would feel that way if Solano was just strictly a first baseman, though. If the if the Twins had signed Luke Voigt to a major league deal, I wouldn't say it's a curious move. I would say that does push Trevor Larnick in my roster projection. Same same impact on Trevor Larnick. So for that that reason, it's interesting. But Donovan Solano is not just strictly a first baseman, so maybe that changes my idea of the deal and like the impact of the deal. It is intriguing and interesting, and it just reminds us, like, you got to stay on your toes with this front office, I think, through and through. You got to stay on your toes. Like, every time we think we have an idea of what things are are going to look like on opening day or the moves they're going to make, things change. And there's injuries, ineffectiveness, things happen throughout a season, but things happen throughout spring training. It's a very, very long process. I tweeted out this roster projection 7.0. I tweeted this out and I was getting responses like, do you think this is actually going to be the Twins opening day 26 man roster? Absolutely not. I do not think this will be the opening day 26 man roster. I think you're going to see changes in the bullpen right now. We have Juwan Duran, Jorge Lopez, Griffin Jacks, Caleb Theobar, Jorge Alcala, Emilio Pagan, Giovanni Moran, and Trevor McGill in my bullpen projection. I don't think it's going to be that group. On the bench, you have Gordon Farmer, Taylor Solano. I don't think that's going to be the bench. I just think things change. You know, things change. And a lot of that is injury related. But I also don't rule out Derek Falvey doing weird things, um, trading, you know, late, signings late, mixing up the roster late. He's done that. I'm not just saying that because it's a possibility. He's legitimately done it in the past. So it's got to be in your atmosphere as the Twins go through spring training that potentially this ain't the group. And potentially, prominent players will be traded. He's done that. He's done that so much. I was reminded. I was laying in bed the other night thinking about it because, again, I like to just sit and think about the twins. It's, it's one of my one of my pastimes. And then I come on here and I share my thoughts from time to time. 
I was laying there thinking again, how different I, I have a, a scorebook in my backpack here that I'll pull out and look at some lineups. I have fun looking at old lineups. I have score twins games. I like to score twins games even when I'm watching on TV in 2019, 2020. I look at those lineups, how different this lineup is and changes they've made that I just did not see coming. I mean, Louis Sarai's, I think there was a sense throughout the offseason, not just because of the rumors, but like there is a glut. And there's a glut in the corners, and we understand that. And Luis Arise doesn't have a lot of positional flexibility. The Twins are worried about his knees. But trading the batting champ is, is a surprise no matter what the following season. It's only the second time it's ever happened. The first time, Rod Carew, right? So that was a surprise. Josh Donaldson was a surprise to me. Taylor Rogers definitely a surprise. Nelson Cruz, not really a surprise. Jose Barrios was a surprise to me still at the trade deadline. I didn't think they were going to trade Jose Barrios because I thought – why would they leave Kenta Maeda as the only starter under team control for 2021 or for 2022? And they traded Jose Barrios and then Kenta Maeda had Tommy John. And we went into the offseason with Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober as the only starters on the rotation. So it all surprised me. Most of them surprised me throughout. And when it comes across, you're like equally surprised and equally not, because that's just the way that they've they've rolled the last couple of years. Could see more of that coming. Uh, I don't think that, again, I don't think the Solano deal like assures it, but I think it's something to keep on your radar throughout spring training that this might not be the group that this, the idea we have of the opening day roster and thinking that it's basically set, that might not be the case. And it's really not ever the case until the first pitch is thrown on opening day. We're getting closer to to spring training games. I'm very, very excited. For spring training games just to give you an update on me a week from today will be my last show so we'll have three more shows this week wednesday thursday friday we're gonna have cy young odds wednesday we're gonna have some rookie of the year odds i want to hear your picks i love your picks in the comments we'll have that and then we'll have like a farewell next week as well and i'll have my roster projections i'm gonna look at my ideal lineup for the twins against right-handed pitchers and left-handed pitchers and then I will give my projected opening day roster, opening day rotation, opening day lineups, and all of that uh, before I'm done next Tuesday. So thank you so much, as always, for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Donovan Solano is a Minnesota twin. Interesting, intriguing, decent player, 35. We'll see if he's still got something left in the tank. But the last four years, he's uh, he's hit over 300, which is wild. I mean, he reminds me of like Jose Iglesias, the shortstop in some ways, but I think he's a little bit better, at least in the last handful of years has been better. Uh, Not a shortstop anymore like Iglesias. I think Iglesias is still looking for a home, if I remember correctly. Donovan Solano, no longer looking for a home. He's going to be in Minnesota. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. For your second listen, Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much again for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.